Amen. What a, what a, a powerful song that really uh, helps to answer the question that I want to raise this morning. Uh, the why question. Uh, but before we get there, uh, mission 1-8 uh, comes from Acts chapter 1, verse 8. You've seen that uh, on the, the video a little bit earlier. Um, it was well worth the wait, wasn't it? Uh, but uh, you, you, remember, you remember that verse. Uh, but, but the Holy Spirit will come upon you and, and uh, give you power. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere. First in Jerusalem throughout Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Those were Jesus' last words, his last words to his disciples, which really laid out the mission that they were to be about. And, and it's really the foundation of our Mission 1-8 initiative that we've spent the better part of the last two weeks kind of getting an overview on. And, and uh, I believe that together as we um, move forward as a church that, that, that we're going to see God do some transforming work in our hearts and uh, through the ministry of this church as a result. Um, uh, so good morning. Uh, welcome to Troy UMC. I'm so glad you're here. For those I haven't had the opportunity to meet, my name's Andy. Uh, I'm so glad that you've uh, chosen uh, to be here and worship with us this morning. Uh, I hope you've been uh, using your mission guides. Um, if you don't have a mission guide, uh, Scott is back there. I think there's a box. Uh, you can maybe uh, some of the ushers can can hand these out to, to those of you. If you missed the last couple weeks, then you probably don't have a mission guide. So, so uh, raise your hand and uh, somebody will come around and give them to you. The reason we want you to have them, good, thank you. Uh, uh, the reason we want you to have them is because in the, in the back, there's a 30-day a devotional, uh, kind of a, a, a journey uh, that we are hoping everybody participates in. We've already gone through two weeks of the five weeks of it. So uh, we are uh, at today at day 13. So if you brought your mission guide with you, you can open up to page 44. We're on day 13 today. Uh, but we hope that, that as you walk through this, that you'll just have your heart open to uh, God uh, speaking to you about how to uh, grow your heart and how you can be a part of Mission 1-8, which uh, uh, a part of that is uh, where you might fall on the generosity ladder, which is uh, right over here, and you, it's printed all out in your book. But we're hoping and praying that everybody who's a part of Troy UMC uh, who calls this their church home, will prayerfully consider taking a step, uh, even if it's a step within a step, uh, on the, the generosity ladder. Uh, so I hope you, you consider that um, uh, as a part of the M18 challenge. But over the, the course of the next few weeks, I just kind of want to uh, lay out where we're going. Uh, over the next few weeks, uh, hopefully you'll have some of your, you'll work through the 30-day journey. Uh, God will speak to your heart. Um, maybe you'll have some of your questions answered uh, through uh, looking through the material in this book. Uh, hopefully you'll have some questions answered if you, you have some deeper questions uh, here right after the 1045 service. So right about noon, we'll be having a question and answer time just open-ended uh, with some folks from uh, our leadership, our vision team, uh, to share some of that with you. Uh, then uh, hoping that you will come back on November 18th. It's a Sunday before Thanksgiving. It's a, a big Sunday around here. We're, we're uh, going to be mobilizing all kinds of uh, food baskets to go out to folks in our community and area uh, for Share Thanksgiving. And it's also a time where we will be coming with our, our um, M18 Challenge commitments and just lay them before Jesus uh, as, as our offering to him that Sunday. Um, 
and uh, not, not for our sake, but for the sake of Jesus' mission in us and through us. But this morning, I, I want to slow down a bit. I, I'm not going to work through the booklet that much. So if you didn't bring it with you, that's your, okay. Uh, you'll want to bring it next week, though. Uh, but but I, I, I want to slow down a bit. You can save whatever questions you might have for, for noon. But the rest of our time this morning, I, I want us to, to make sure that we're clear on the why. The, the why behind it all. Why, why Mission 1-8? Why, why reach widely as a church? Why, why give generously? Why, why should you get behind this? Well, last week we took a look at the early church and we saw some of the extreme generosity of the early church and how that made a difference in, in their lives and in the lives of, of countless people uh, that that uh, the church was ministering to, just people in, in, in their world and has carried on to, to us today. And we saw how, how grateful people are generous people. Uh, but the early church wasn't just generous for the sake of being generous. That's what I, I, I hope you, you gather. It wasn't, uh, generosity wasn't a, a principle unto itself. They were being generous for the sake of Jesus' mission. There was a why behind it. Uh, now listen to this God encounter that happens in the book of Acts chapter 3, which is right in the middle of uh, the scriptures that we read last week about the practices of the early church and their generosity and how it made a difference, how there were no needy people among them. Uh, and this God encounter happens right in the middle uh, of that. And I believe it begins to answer the why question. Acts chapter 3. Uh, Peter and John, who were uh, two of Jesus' original disciples, uh, they went to the temple uh, one afternoon to take part in the three o'clock prayer service. As they approached the temple, a man, lame from birth, was being carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate, uh, the one called the beautiful gate, so he could beg from people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently, and Peter said, Look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up stood on his feet and began to walk. Then walking, leaping, and praising God, he went into the temple with them. All the people saw him walking and heard him praising God. And when they realized he was the lame beggar they had seen so often at the beautiful gate, they were absolutely astounded. They all rushed out in amazement to Solomon's colonnade where the man was holding tightly to Peter and John. Peter saw his opportunity, and he uh, addressed the crowd. People of Israel, he said, what is so surprising about this? And why stared us as though we had made this man walk by our own power or godliness? For it is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of all our ancestors, who has brought glory to his servant Jesus by doing this. And on to verse 16. Through faith, in the name of Jesus, this man was healed. And you know 
how crippled he was before. Faith in Jesus' name has healed him before your very eyes. If you have your mission guide with you or, or a place to take some notes, write, write this down. This man's life was transformed through faith in Jesus and for the glory of Jesus. Did, did you see that? Uh, verse, verse 16, uh, for it is the God of our ancestors who has brought glory to his servant Jesus. That was verse 13. And now verse 16, faith in Jesus' name has healed him before your very eyes. Now, I'll get this. This is what I want you to imagine. This, this, this man, this guy, we, we've been this guy before, or, or maybe, maybe we've encountered this guy before. He, he was incomplete. Uh, he, had, um, he had some physical brokenness that was very clear, very obvious to, to everybody. Uh, uh, he, in, and likely, as a result of that, of the years of that, he probably had uh, several layers of emotional brokenness, too, spiritual brokenness. I mean, he was known by everybody as that guy. <laughs> the, the, oh, the guy at the beautiful gate. Yes, uh, we see him often. We, we know him, that guy. And Peter and John, uh, disciples who Jesus gave his original mission 1-8 to, they were in Jerusalem, just like Jesus told them, start in Jerusalem, then go to Judea and Samaria and, and to the ends of the earth. They, they were still in Jerusalem at this point. And they, uh, uh, they were witnesses of Jesus' power in this man's life. In the name of Jesus, they said, be healed. And, and through faith in Jesus, this man's life, you need to you, you just, just grasp, just try to grasp this. This man's life was transformed. I mean, everything about the trajectory of his life changed through his faith in Jesus. God revealed himself to this man through Peter and John, and, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, it changed this guy's life forever. Friends, no, make, make no mistake about it. This, this is why. This is the why behind, behind all uh, of Mission 1-8. It's not about the ministry initiatives, as cool as they are. Uh, it's not about generosity, as, as much of a blessing that will be to enable those ministry initiatives. It's about seeing people's lives transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit at work in their lives. As a church, uh, we exist uh, to invite people on a journey with Jesus so that they can encounter Jesus, encounter uh, the, his transforming truth and transforming grace and have their, their lives changed, re redirected forever. That's, that's what we're all about. And, and we keep at it because the more faith that we have, the more willing we are to step out in faith and trust God, uh, the more that we are transformed and, and the more God is glorified through it. Now, now the, the Mission 1-8 ministry initiatives that, that our vision team prayed over, and, and worked on uh, are, are exciting. Uh, they are. Uh, they, but they're, they're only exciting in, 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 uh, as, as strategic ways to connect people to Jesus so that they can be transformed by, by him. 
That, that's the only thing that, that makes them truly exciting. And I am so glad, just personally, that somewhere along the way, um, that, that camping ministry was, was an initiative on somebody's heart. Uh, on the church's heart, because it was through uh, ch a church camping ministry where I first surrendered my life to Jesus, uh, way back July, uh, July eighteenth of nineteen ninety. That that's that's when my life began. That that's when when somebody reached out and lifted me up, and I was healed and began a, just my eternal destiny, my whole life. The trajectory changed. You know, I, I'm so glad that. Uh, I'm thankful that starting new churches was a, a ministry initiative and is a ministry initiative of our broader United Methodist Church uh, because uh, personally, as, as a pastor of a, uh, starting a new church, I've seen hundreds of lives transformed by Jesus as a result. Uh, I, I am so thankful that, that some of you, uh, about 35 years ago, uh, felt the tug of God to step out in faith and build a facility on, on this property here, Troy United Methodist Church, uh, because hundreds of lives, countless lives have been transformed and eternal destinies redirected because of your faithfulness and your willingness to, to trust God and, and build a, a building that ministry could be done in and through for Jesus' sake. Right? You need to hear this. It's never about the program. It's never about the ministry. It, it, it's the ministry initiative. It, it's, it's never about the building. It, it is always about people. And, and this morning, I, I want you to think about your why. Uh, you, you received this in your, in your book of a bulletin that you <laughs> received this morning. Thank you to whoever stuffed those this week. Um, that, that's, a, that's a lot of work. Uh, but you received this. I want you to pull this out. Pull this out. This is, it's, your, it's your This Is Why card. And, and I want you to, to think about, reflect on in, in our time yet this morning, who is your why? Um, who, who are the people or the person in your life that you long to see transformed and shaped and formed by the love of Jesus Christ? Uh, possibly even through some of, of our Mission 1-8 initiatives that we've outlined uh, and are outlined in this book. Maybe, maybe for you it's your kids. Uh, maybe, maybe it's your grandkids. Uh, maybe it's a future spouse of your kids or your grandkids. Maybe it's, it's someone living under your roof. Or maybe it's a, a neighbor or a coworker, somebody who you interact with on a regular basis. Uh, maybe it's the person who, who you've uh, kind of observed or uh, spoke briefly with at the store who is just having a really rough day. And you thought, man, Jesus can make a difference in that person's life. I wish, I wish that I could help to start that journey for them. Um, maybe it's somebody who you drove by uh, on the way here to church this morning. Maybe it's not just one person that you have in your mind. Maybe it's a group of people, someone who, you know, a group of people who, who God has just broken your, your heart for. Who, who is your why? Think about that. Write that down this morning. Maybe you have multiple whys. Uh, write, write, write it down. Fill up the card. Uh, who is your why? And as you consider that, I, I want to um, 
invite up uh, somebody who is going to help us kind of um, kind of put this into put some flesh on this for us. Uh, uh, Clint Binish is uh, our uh, ministry leader at St. Jacob. Uh, we we aren't just a church unto ourselves. Uh, we we're connected with a couple other United Methodist churches in our immediate area. Uh, technically, I'm the pastor of the St. Jacob United Methodist Church, but for all intents and purposes, Clint is. He's our ministry leader there. And, and so he's there uh, f- a little over 50% of the time, and you'll see him up here leading worship occasionally uh, too. Uh, uh, Clint also uh, leads the youth band on Wednesday nights and is a journey group leader for a young adult ministry um, here in our church, which we're hoping to uh, continue to breathe um, uh, more life into as it grows. Uh, but Clint is a valuable part of our staff team, and, and I'd love for him to come up and, and we'll have him share a, a little bit of his story. So would you welcome Clint? As I, as I strain my back. <laughs> uh, oh, cool. Nice. stool. Uh, so Clint, I know uh, you're, you're recognizable to many of the folks here. Uh, maybe, maybe some of them uh, know you, I uh, know uh, your wife Tina or, or uh, adorable son uh, Barrett. Uh, so what a, uh, but I'd love for, for you to share maybe a little bit of your background story with the folks here. Um, just tell us a little bit about that background story. Yeah, definitely. Um, like Andy said, my name is Clint Benish, uh, ministry leader at St. Jacob. And uh, just a, a brief little background of who I am, where I came from is um, I, was, I come from a broken home. My parents were divorced when I was six, uh, but uh, my mom was a woman of God. Uh, her children, my sister and I were her why. And um, we were raised with uh, the priority and the urgency of the gospel in our lives. And we were at church uh, multiple times a week. As far as I can remember, um, I was always at church um, up until I graduated high school, where unfortunately, um, like a common thing in churches is uh, there was nothing for me after I graduated high school. If I, if I wanted to go to Bible study, it was with my mom, which wasn't really cool at the time. Um, uh, so, um, but after that, I kind of, um, I fell away from the church, uh, but I didn't fall away from God. I still had his, his presence, his hand in my life, uh, but I just wasn't active in a church anymore. Um, and then when I was about 20, 21, my family moved from Belleville, Illinois to Waterloo, Illinois. So uh, I, I didn't really make this connection before, but that, that disconnect at your young adult years uh, probably is a, is a driving why for uh, being involved in young adult ministry now. I know it's a why for us as a church that we don't want to see that happen where, where people fall away after great experiences through youth ministry and then there's no no real place for them. But uh, that, that wasn't the point uh, that we were going to originally get to, but I think that's, that's a good connection. Uh, but uh, so when you moved to Waterloo, um, you and your family really became a, a, an answer to that why question for a church in the area. And whether they knew your name or knew your background or your family uh, or not, whether they didn't, and yet you were their why. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, definitely. So whenever we moved to Waterloo, it was uh, just right around or right after Christmas time. Um, and then a few months later, um, in the mail, we had received a postcard from a small Methodist church there in Waterloo inviting us to their Easter service. They were reaching out to new people in the community, and um, we received that postcard. And I hadn't been in a while, but my mom was like, hey, let's, let's go. We should check this thing out. They invited us. Why not go? Um, so uh, we went and checked it out, and uh, it was uh, something completely different than I've ever experienced before. 
Um, the churches that I had gone to previously was like the service upstairs where it was a choir and an organ and stuff like that. But this uh, church, uh, they had a, a thing like this. They had a praise team, and it was like insanely awesome. It just <laughs> radically changed um, the outcome of my life because of that little invitation card. Now, you, you were musically inclined, so you had played in, mm-hmm. in bars and things, yeah. and, and, uh, and this, this connected with you, this style. Uh, and, and it kind of opened up some doors for a connection. Long, long stories. You'll need to ask Clint at some point. But, but you got involved in a variety of ways over the following years. Yeah. To, uh, sh- share some of that. Yeah, so um, the week after we first went, they pulled me into their praise team. One so, week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, it was definitely like an instant connection. Um, I was like, wow, this is really cool. I miss this in life. And it's so much better than playing in bars and clubs and stuff like that. Uh, take my word for it. Um, and um, so um, not too long down the road from there, just different circumstances happened. And um, I ended up becoming their worship leader, which was terrifying because um, up until that point, I had never sang in front of people. Um, um, but but it was a really good experience. And then even down the road further from there, I helped uh, uh, launch and kick off their youth ministry program at the church. Uh, and so that uh, kind of uh, twisty, turny road, you, you got connected through kind of youth ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, you got connected to Troy UMC and were hired on as a real part-time uh, youth uh, music, youth uh, worship team leader, uh, which uh, he still does on Wednesday nights. And then kind of got roped in uh, to being the, the ministry leader at St. Jacob. Uh, and, and you and your family now live in the parsonage over there. And, and uh, if, if you've uh, checked out some of the ministry initiatives uh, for Mission 1-8, you'll see that one of them is uh, to launch uh, a dinner church in St. Jacob. And, and so Clint is the primary leader behind that. And uh, they're kind of getting the ball rolling this next week. Can you tell us just a little bit about, really even foundationally, what is is Dinner Church? Uh, Yeah, definitely. Uh, Dinner Church is exactly what it sounds like. It's dinner with church. Um, So uh, basically how it's going to work is we're going to be meeting on uh, uh, Sunday evenings at 5 o'clock at the um, the, uh, activity center in St. Jacob, Illinois. And we're going to welcome people, have them come in. We'll, we'll do a few uh, praise and worship songs, just glorify God and pray. And then uh, we're going to f- sit around tables, uh, kind of similar to the round tables back there. And we're just going to sit down and have a meal. Uh, but then while we're having that meal, we're going to be um, showing uh, that Monday, I'm uh, sorry, that Sunday morning sermon of the nine o'clock service. Of this service. Yeah, of yeah. this service the right here. The same one that's online. That's hey. right. Oh, we're online. I forgot about that. Yeah, we will be. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Don't screw up. <laughs> um, so, um, Oh, yeah, so then we'll be showing, <laughs> yeah, there you go, you said it. Uh, so we'll be showing uh, that 9 o'clock service uh, that night. Um, and then afterwards, uh, we're going to have host people at each of the tables to help lead um, a few discussion questions to kind of dig into a little bit more about the message that you'll be sharing there. And it's really cool because it's kind of like a meal and service and then a little uh, journey group afterwards. Yeah, like a lot of times on the message notes, you'll see like a reflection question or two. They'll be like that for every uh, every Sunday there, just to, in an attempt to build community. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, th- th- those are the logistics. Uh, that's, that's what's going to go down. And it sounds really cool because there's food. Um, and, and, you know, mediocre or better sermon. Um, <laughs> uh, so so that, that, sounds, that sounds pretty good. Uh, so what, um, uh, but let us into your heart for a minute. Would you share with us some of your, your why behind? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, to do that, I want to just kind of jump back a couple years when I first was brought on uh, to the staff member as a ministry leader over in St. Jacob. Uh, when I first started over there, it was a really great experience uh, to do that. But as I was meeting the community, the people in the community, um, I was re- uh, met with three responses. And it was like, oh, there's a Methodist church in town. Or there was, oh, that they're still open? Or, or the, my favorite was, oh, where are they building the new church? You know, it's like, <laughs> we're actually just uh, right over here. Well, um, so we were actually, it's kind of funny because people drive past it every single day because we're just three doors down from the elementary school in St. Jacob. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I went there, um, I just like, well, how can I change this? Because that's not the greatest uh, reputation that you want to have. Um, so um, I just kind of like dug through some things in my mind and talked to the people at this church over there. And we decided like, hey, we should really just start feeding kids kids in the community. Um, over there um, at the elementary school, kids are, are there's 14% that are on free or reduced lunches uh, f- throughout the year. And in the summertime, uh, they don't have those, um, those opportunities. Uh, so we just really wanted to step up in a big way and just, uh, just love on the kids, share the gospel with them a little bit, and just be there for them for support that they might not have. And uh, we've been doing it for two years, and just this past summer, uh, we passed out uh, 1,300 lunches to community kids of wow. just St. Jacob. And uh, it's really awesome because because of that, we were able to make connections with family members there and just uh, learn about their stories and who they are. And uh, these are people that, uh, they're hard workers. They're people that might have to work late shifts or they might work on Sunday morning and they don't fit the standard mold for what this is, you know, nine o'clock on Sunday morning. You know, they might not be able to fit that mode. So um, this uh, dinner church is a way for us to really reach out to them uh, and just love on them, uh, give them a meal, who doesn't like that, and then also just share the gospel with them. And maybe um, we can then be their why, and maybe we can then set them on a new trajectory for their life, you know, yeah. just introducing them to the gospel maybe. Yeah, that, it would be pretty amazing, wouldn't it, if, uh, if somebody or, or somebody's who connect up with dinner church who aren't connected to any other church would have their lives uh, redirected in a similar way as your life was redirected. Uh, you, w- you wouldn't be here today if it wasn't I would for not. <laughs> the, I mean, you'd be somewhere, uh, probably not here. Uh, but, uh, but if it wasn't for a, a church knowing the why. Um, and so we, uh, I know that you want to be that. Uh, so uh, uh, logistically, say somebody here is, is interested. They're saying, yeah, I, I could, you know, a meal? Uh, and church, this I, I could do that. Uh, what what are some ways that people could serve? Uh, definitely. So ways that we can do things is first and foremost, I believe that we should just pray over our ministries. Uh, the backside of that connection card, I think, is the is one of the most important things that we do is pray for our people in our community. And um, you know, we shouldn't do anything in ministry without praying for it and without giving it to God first. Because without His backing, what's the point of doing it? Because if we do it all by our own our own will, we're gonna fail. Um, so definitely pray for us. Uh, but then from there, um, definitely we, we have a lot of ways for people to serve. Um, you know, we're only doing it once this month and once next month. So it's not like a, a crazy thing to do. But we need people who can be um, uh, hospitality. You know, when you came in here today, you were greeting with a smiley face and a, hand, and a handshake. We need people who could do that. We need people who could sit at a table and ask a few questions or like, oh, we need some more napkins. I want to go get some more napkins. They just be a host for those families. Mm-hmm. We need people who can serve. We need people who can um, help Lauren prep the meals and we just need uh we also need people who uh, just want to be there in body and spirit and just really just uh help um have a mass there just so that way um you know we're just like this is a community coming together and we're here for you yeah uh, so uh here's here's the real hook 
for everybody. What's what's on the meal? Well, what's the menu? We're having a pasta bar. Yes. Uh, that that's awesome. Uh, I don't know if you've ever had Lauren's uh, pasta bar before, but it's it's uh it's worth giving dinner church a try. That's a <laughs> uh, so uh, help. How can people get in contact with you if they're interested in, in eating pasta for Jesus? <laughs> pasta for Jesus, people. Yeah, so um, I'll be here after service and uh, throughout the day. So you could just uh, come up to me personally and just uh, introduce yourself to me, and we could get connected that way. Or if I don't, um, if I'm not able to get a hold of you, or if like during this week, God's really speaking to you and pulling on your heart and say, hey, I really want you to be a part of this thing, and I think this is really good for you, then shoot me an email. Uh, my email, it's a, one of the Troy emails. It's Clint at troyumc.org. Uh, so just reach out to me and I would love to connect with you and just tell you more about it and, uh, see, and let you know how you can get plugged into this ministry, even if it's just coming and just being a, a person of God. Awesome. Hey, help me lift this back up so I don't hurt myself. And then, uh, and then you can sit down. Let's thank Clint for uh, sharing his, his heart. Thank you. You know, it's, it's pretty clear, it's clear to me, uh, Clint's, Clint's why is always before him. I mean, it's, it, it, it comes out uh, when you spend much time with him. And, and, um, and, and it's really clear his why in this, uh, this dinner church initiative. You know, our, our leadership team um, here at Troy UMC ha- has, has made these ministry initiatives, these uh, Mission 1-8 initiatives, uh, and, and prioritized them because they have the why. They've had the why in mind all along. So, so let me ask you again, who, who is your why? Who's your why? Uh, write, write it on the, on the card uh, that you have in front of you. And then in a few moments, uh, I'm going to ask you to kind of get up and stretch and, and bring, uh, bring your card down to uh, this foam board right over here where it says, this is why. And there are some tacks. Um, here on either side, and I, and I want you to tack that up there, and, and, and here's why. Uh, I don't want us to ever forget the why. It, it, it can get cloudy sometimes. We can begin to think that, that uh, we're, we're doing these things out of obligation, or we're being stretched uh, in our generosity because that's what the church needs, or, you know, that, that's not the why. I, I want you to remember the why. Who has God broken your heart for? Whose life do you pray will be transformed because of, of Jesus' healing touch? Uh, uh, who, who do you look around and see who, who's kind of either uh, literally or metaphorically in the same position as that lame man who Peter and John witnessed the grace of Jesus to and had his life transformed? And, and, and maybe, just maybe, as you're, you're considering that, you're thinking about to yourself uh, who your why is or who needs that healing touch, maybe, maybe you're in a place today where you're like, gosh, I, I need that. I need to be touched by Jesus. I need to be filled with his spirit again. I, I need to be healed of whatever is in my life. And you know, I don't know, uh, maybe you came in here today, maybe for the first time, maybe the hundredth time or even the, the thousandth time, 
and, and you're hurting. Maybe it's a physical ailment. Maybe it's something that, that you're dealing with that, that is just below the surface and nobody else sees. Um, maybe it's an emotional thing. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a spiritual need. Uh, something going on in your life. Maybe you're just burdened because of all the horrible stuff that's been going on in our world lately. The, the, the bomb threats. The, the, the ma- I mean, you get nervous opening the mail. Maybe, maybe just the, the, the shootings at the synagogue this weekend has just broken your heart and you're thinking, gosh, Jesus, where are you? Lord, have mercy. But more than anything else uh, this morning, I, I, I hope that we each remember the why. And the why is, is always people. People who, who God longs to transform their hearts and their lives through for his glory. And, and you know what? Sometimes we need to remember that we are people too. This isn't always just about people who are out there. It's, it's about us too. It's about us being molded and shaped and touched by the, the healing power of Jesus Christ in our lives. And, and I, I need that regularly. Maybe you're here today and you need that too. So two things that I want us to do as we remember the why. As, uh, as the music is playing, we have a couple more worship songs to uh, close out with this morning. Uh, I invite you to do one or both of these things. Uh, would you bring your, your This Is Why card? Um, and, and tack it uh, to the board over here. And, and then maybe, uh, just maybe, you, you need some prayer yourself. And uh, Clint and I will be available. Pastor Dan uh, is back here. He'll be up here too. Um, and if you, if you just kind of uh, seek one of us out or you can uh, find a spot at one of the, the prayer stations here, you can kneel or stand. Um, uh, we'll, we'll just kind of lay a hand on you and just, just pray a, a short prayer of, of blessing in your life that you would be touched and transformed by Jesus because that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Uh, so won't you come? Let, let's pray together. This is why. Father, uh, thank you for not holding back the gift of your only son. And thank you for being so generous to us and, and, and for going to all lengths, all lengths to reach us. Thank you for the church throughout the ages, for those who out of a grateful heart have given so sacrificially of themselves to be witnesses of, of your amazing love to us so that we might have the opportunity to do the same for others. Lord, help us never forget the why. Why, why you sent Jesus to us. Why you, you call us to come to you. Why you call us to go out as witnesses to the world. To see people transformed by faith in Jesus. All to your glory. Holy Spirit, come. Move in us now. We pray it all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Why don't you come?